Hello, my friends. Thank you for coming in today. We are going to talk about inflation. This is something that has been coming up in board meetings and conference calls, but also at the dinner table, literally. And so I want to break this down. The first thing we are going to look at the potential for inflation calming down. Some are saying that that is in fact the case. The second thing we need to look at what's happening with shipping. Has it peaked? I will cover that. Mix that with what we're seeing right now with inflation as well as commodities. And the third is the big rally. What has been going up considerably? Is this a trend or is this something that will just be a dead cat bounce? I'll get into all of that and more. Let's begin. I want to start right here. Underlying move in CPI is extreme. Look at the black line. That's the US CPI year over year. It's above 7% at the time of this recording. The blue line is the percentage of CPI components rising year over year. And it's just about everything. Everything is increasing. So when you see a number of 7%, that probably isn't very accurate to you. It could be 4%. It could be 20%. It all depends on you. But when we see the components where virtually everything has risen, it means that no matter what you need to purchase, it's going to be more expensive. And that's why I like to, at the Money GPS, take things into that at least one level deeper. Because, you know, these statistics taken at face value, they're not going to tell the whole story. G7 inflation with forecasts. Looking at this, look, you don't need to worry about inflation because so many different banks and you know investment companies and governments and so on have told you that in 2022 inflation is going to come down and down and down and down that's right but only time will tell look at what's happening with stocks clearly stocks are seeing that bullishness right now if i pull this up for a moment i could show you the bottom was approximately around january 24th maybe around those next few days depending on which of the broad these are the four broad indexes and now they've been rallying ever since clearly indicated by both uh, oversold conditions on the rsi and the stock rsi so looking at this it's just telling us that the market believes especially when you look at names like microsoft and google and apple and so on that the market believes, you know, there's not so much to worry about with inflation, at least <laughs> over the last uh, week or so in trading. But we'll take it a step deeper. Inflation stoking supply crunch set to ease in the second half. Maersk says ocean bottlenecks to normalize around mid-year. That's positive. That would be fantastic. I will show you more data surrounding this in a minute, but I want to see more of this. I want to see these bottlenecks removed. I want to see that things start to flow. Trust me, it's affecting me. I assure you. I'm paying more on shipping, okay? Shift will ease the pressure on trade, but erode shipping revenue. As I always say, number one, follow the money, but qui bono, okay? That is so important. Who benefits? Who stands to gain? And you look at this, it gets into the details, of course, got to know that these companies are making so much cash. It's, it's crazy. Look at it. 
more stable freight market in sight, container rates have plateaued around the 2021 run. Now, what isn't mentioned here, and I'll say it now before I forget, is that at this time, you got to understand, I mean, it's just about to be finished by the time you're watching this video, it's basically over. Uh, there was this uh, Chinese New Year timeframe. There wasn't anything coming out for maybe three or even four weeks. So you look at that and have to think to yourself, you know, I, I didn't really see that mentioned in here, but, but that's the way it goes. You have a big surge for the fourth quarter, and then it slows down the first quarter of the year, and then it starts to pick up again. That's, that's generally seasonally the way things go. Now let's look a step deeper and talk about the global shipping rates. Let me give you a little spoiler alert. They have, in fact, not come up where they were before. Now, as this was beginning to dip downward, what was understood here was that because of the lockdowns, because of other factors, this has actually been a problem in that the stuff can't move from the factory to get it onto the ship to get it to where it needs to be. But regardless, if people are able to get those ships out, it's at a cheaper price than where it was from the peak. We, we need to see this, really. It's hurting a lot of people. Glimmer of hope. Has the ship gridlock off the ports finally peaked? This comes from freight waves. And apparently, Flexport chief economist sees reasons to think things may be easing off. And it's coming from a player in the field, obviously very prominent Flexport. Ships waiting off of LA Long Beach. This has declined considerably, but we are still way above where we needed to be. It is at the level back in November. So hopefully we see more of that again throughout the beginning of January into the present. You got to understand a lot of the ships that are landing in LA Long Beach, that's coming from China, whether you like it or not, coming from China. So there's been nothing coming across. So of course that's going to affect this. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Does it tick up and start going back upward in the next month or so? I'll bring you that data as it comes out, all right? Frustration grows as Ambassador Bridge protest disrupts cross-border trucking and the supply chain. It will be interesting to see if this has a limited effect on uh, the Canadian side as well as the US side. I'll keep you up to date as, as I can. And regardless, we are seeing prices rising considerably. One of those things, your cup of coffee, my friends, sorry to break it to you, going higher. They continue to go higher. I've shown you this so many times before, and every time I do, I know people are stockpiling the coffee like never before. I don't blame you. Prices are getting kind of absurd. And we've always seen, you know, companies like Starbucks and things that have increased their prices. But when you look at the actual commodity itself, going up to, I think it was up to the levels back in 2011, yes. You can see that right here on the chart. Arabic futures hit the highest since 2011 on supply concerns. It looks like, based on this trajectory, that it will probably surpass what happened in 2011. Uh, not a good sign. Of course, we will see, though, if they do increase rates, if the shipping bottlenecks start to, you know, kind of wind down, will this, in fact, no longer be an issue? For some people, you know, paying an extra 20 cents a, every cup of coffee is not going to be a big deal because, uh, 
they're willing to pay an extra $3,000. Chanel tests purse lovers with a $3,000, check this out, price hike. So this apparently right here is a very common type of purse and they increase their, they actually say it in here. Yes. So from $5,200, it is now $8,200. Now that is a huge jump. Talk about inflation. That's not 7% inflation. My goodness. My goodness. All right. So you can see that right in here. It's tracking the price, which is actually really interesting to me, tracking these prices. Uh, purseblog.com and purseforum.com, and they are tracking those, and Wall Street Journal picked that up. I find it interesting to see because the luxury market has done so well. If you look at the art market, it has done incredibly well. Okay, Look at the art market to tell you, to give you a sign of what's happening. Okay, I think it's so important to follow that. Okay, look at this. Ford and GM warned dealers to stop charging so much for new cars, saying do not price gouge. I wonder, you know, I wonder what's really going on here. But anyway, world's top oil trader sees higher prices. Taking a look at this, you could see uh, what has been happening. I think I had this going. Look at it. Even after hitting $93 a barrel last week, oil prices have further room to rise in the coming months with the $100 oil forecast of major investment banks now in sight. I, I, I've talked about this many times before. I mean, for months. Then the price did come down to about $65 a barrel and has just been rising and rising and rising ever since. You've got a couple factors here. Clearly, there is demand, number one. You also see what's happening uh, with the talks in Vienna. That's another factor there, as well as what's happening with Russia. Okay, I want to talk more about that in a second as well. This is just talking about the commodity futures and, and, and so on. Essentially saying the options, options market is also proving supportive sellers of $100 a barrel calls, having to hedge their position as the market nears that level we will see what happens here in the coming days because i think it could really get hot and heavy now let's take a look one step further i'm going to finish off this video in just a moment i want you to look at something that i've shown you before that the trend has continued this is oil that's the purple line and then you have the rsx that is russia's stock market people should look at these, see these trends. Uh, one thing I want to note for anybody who's interested in the markets, around the peak, you see these, you know, there's always going to be ebbs and flows, small ones. But as we have gone further down, those ebbs and flows have become wider and wider and wider. And then you see this most recent one, which has been quite a big change from its from his bottom here. Now, all I'm trying to note here, number one is on a technical level, this happens very frequently. So keep that in mind. Um, but also that it's breaking out, broken out of, of this, you know, channel that I was in. It has broken out of this, you know, support, if you if you will. And that's a good thing. For for this on so many different levels, 
you know, I, I was going to go and show you some, some other stats on that. All I'm trying to show you here really quickly is that these two prices, oil and the Russian stock market, generally correlated. They have formed a chasm in between the two. Will they come back together? Is oil going to come down or is the Russian stock market going to come up? That remains to be seen with the tensions and what's happening there. Didn't want to go into it anyway. Net percentage of central banks to have height minus the cut in the preceding three months is just showing us what's happening with emerging market central banks as well as the developed market. I'm interested to see what happens because the emerging markets have already gone through um, and, and started earlier and the developing world is doing the same thing. The developed world, I should say, is doing the same thing. Very big. Now, you stayed until this point here. I want to show you this. Uh, there's two charts actually looking at the it's it shows you there what it said is uh, bcom in which is basically the commodity index specifically when we look at the industrial metals and what has happened a record high a record high comparing that to the spx which is the s&p 500 can you believe it exceeding the growth exceeding that so so many people today just dollar cost average in the s p 500 yeah absolutely absolutely but why can't we think outside the box a little bit why is it because we're listening to the generic youtubers out there who who don't know they don't even know what this is i mean it's just shameful anyway I'm not gonna go there okay if you found that informative this was a chart GPS episode. This was the data episode. If you do find it informative, hit that thumbs up button. When you do, other people out there get to find out about these videos. So I do appreciate that very much. If you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. Click it and I'll see you there.